Welcome to the Didi and Latal Show. Advice, thoughts, and stories from a married couple on cybersecurity, technology, and life in general. Now here are your hosts, Didi and Latal. Hello and welcome to the Didi and Lital Show. I'm Lital. Hi Didi, how's it going? I'm sitting next to the gun show. I'm very, very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Lital and the muscles. You're saying that my lifting uh, program is working? Yes, it is. Um, yes, it is. Good. Everybody sees the, <laughs> the biceps. I, I'm proud of it. Yes. Um, I, I'm suffering through this program that I'm doing, so at least... There, there's, there, there's some outcome. Good. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate it. What's new in sports? What's new in sports? Uh, and let's not have seven minutes to talk about it. Briefly what, tell the what world. Why do you talk about it? I want to be <laughs> Felger and Maz. Now that we're officially not journalists and incorporated as journalists. I think we covered that before. But the main thing is by the time that this episode comes out, the Bruins will have played the real first game. And I'm really excited for that. That's why... Do you have tickets? I have tickets, but unfortunately I'll be in Israel. So if anybody wants the ticket, shit. But if if it, anyone wants to meet Didi in Israel, he's going to be in Israel. Exactly. Let's do, this, uh, <laughs> Let's do it that way. We have a lot of uh, friends in Israel. Yeah, listening to us. But in general, Pats are going to play the Cowboys this weekend. By the time it comes out, the outcome will be known. I'm predicting that the Cowboys are going to run all over us. But I still hate them as America's team. I don't know how come they usurped that. I blame Jerry. Anyways. I'm back from Israel. Yes. And I, I promise to tell the world, and I think people that are following me on LinkedIn already saw what my new gig is, but I joined a young startup called Dig Security, Israeli company. Thanks, producer Dave. Moving from a sim replacement to the world of data security. So... Dig, go check it out. Uh, it's a new category called DSPM, Data uh, Security Posture Management, and they're also doing um, data detection and response. Uh, basically, cloud companies and companies that still have some uh, uh, footprint on prem have multi-cloud that need to deal with the complexity of data being in multiple clouds in multiple regions and not having visibility to where it sits, what is going on, who has access to it, who is touching it, how is it configured, what's the issues with it, and also in real time monitor if something bad is happening. So if big data dumps are, are happening and you want to shut off the user and disable him from doing it, it's, this is all what Dig is doing, the amazing thing is like it's really easy to connect them, fast value. And this is this is all an emergent capabilities that company now need because the data sits in the cloud and like the old DLP doesn't work anymore. Like you cannot just sit with a sensor on your endpoint and prevent the data from leaking. So I hope for the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, very exciting, very competitive area. Um, also, there is a lot of explanation to do because for a lot of uh, people in security, there is the cloud and like that's so many players. And what is CSPM? What is IM? What Sy is Synap? Uh, Synap? What is DSPM? There's a lot of new terminology, new acronyms thrown at the wall. And I think that there is a lot of chaos for us in marketing to come and kind of create a category 
explain who needs it, for what, how is it different. It's a new wild world out there, and it's exciting. So very happy to join. It's an awesome company, and the momentum is amazing. Really strong product, really, really strong engineering, and the pace of innovation they're driving is what made me join them. The product works. So that's like... That's awesome. Awesome. It's not uh, trivial. No, it's not. Yeah. Awesome. So going back to my sports reference. Yeah. So the Patriots are going to play the Cowboys. And the Cowboys suck. They're better than the Patriots, but that, but they, in general, they suck. And they haven't won anything, but they're America's team. They're the most expensive team and worth the most. They get the best slots of time. They have the most number of fans. Everybody wants to watch Slots them. of time, TV-wise? Slot time, exactly. The, they get the 8 p.m. They get the season starters. They get everything because they're the strongest football brand out there. Everybody, everybody knows about the Dallas Cowboys. Everybody knows about the Dallas Cowboys. Cheerleaders, the whole Debbie Does Dallas started from that concept. And they are a very, very strong brand with a very strong appearance. And what happens is I want to ask you, as my local expert, (laughs) what does it mean to build a brand? Because, yes... That means that they're worth more than Real Madrid. Just yeah, yeah, we just see now that, what is it, Dallas Cowboys? According to ESPN, a recent piece, they are, in fact, the most valuable sports franchise on the planet at $9.2 billion, followed by, I'm surprised a little bit here, but the Golden State Warriors, New York Yankees, New York Giants, etc. I'll have to check that this list might be just American. And there are like two uh, no, I wouldn't, more I wouldn't be surprised because, the, because the, the British soccer teams come in at like 5 billion oh, okay. and something like that. So 9 billion definitely sounds about right. It's a 2 billion premium over the next one in exactly. Line, which exactly. And, and they have so. not won a Super Bowl in a bazillion years. Mm-hmm. And now who's dragging us into the sports conversation, Lital? Just saying, I'm assigning blame if somebody listened to the previous podcast. <laughs> Let's uh, take responsibility. And, and so, so what's your question? My, uh, my, question my question is, what is a brand? If you need to define in three seconds, what is a brand? And then let's start have a conversation about why, why, is brand, why are brands important, especially in security? Uh, how, how, how to build a brand, how expensive it is to build a brand, and what are common mistakes that people do when they build brands? So for me, and having spent 10 years at P&G, which like built the whole brand building framework, a brand is the mental representation that you have when I'm telling you a name. A brand name. Like, or, or That's when like, you say like the logo. Nobody, like or nobody say, will fire you for buying IBM. The, the uh, fact that people know that. So, kind of so that means tell me in one word what IBM is for you, I guess. Trust. I would say trust, trustworthiness. A brand is the mental representation that comes to you immediately, really immediately, when you think, oh, see, a logo, a brand, the McDonald's. What do you see when you, you see the big golden ox? You think about maybe you start salivating. Uh, maybe yeah, you, yeah. You, like, you have some Pavlovian. It's the most primitive way that we react in, in a psychological deep way of connecting some attributes, characteristic to something that is 
maybe amorphic or to goods. So basically people all think about branding in the consumer goods because, yes, there is like a real product associated with it. And that the reality is why brand matters because brand have premiums attached to them. Like we saw with the Dallas Cowboys that their brand is $2 billion more Even, the though, even though that they suck and the Golden State are much more fun to watch. Yeah. So our world is chaotic. We have so much data, so much information. It's impossible for us to decipher good from bad. It's so hard for us to judge when we stand in a store which cereal is better, which diaper is better. Pampers. We don't remember. We don't remember. We don't want to spend time. If, if you, you read Kahneman, Tversky, there, there is the slow brain, the, the, the sl- slow think thinking, slow. thinking slow, thinking fast. Our brain is wired in a way to do, to make shortcuts, yeah. to think less, to be stupid, to go with gut instincts. Brand help us make those shortcuts. It's known. We know what it stands for. And we will prefer to buy it because it reduces the whole it's not even a risk it's the whole mental uh, shift that we need to shift from thinking fast to thinking slow yeah we don't want to rationalize every buying in our life we don't wanna do a big research we want to go with, we want to go with the known trustworthy and that's why financially a brand has a premium. Now, let's talk about it in security. In any no, 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 let's, let's talk about insecurity because in security, yep. uh, from my perspective, the, the, the strength of the brand, if I'm a CISO and right now, uh, and there are CISOs that like we had our friend Dima here are more revolutionary, more exploratory, more technical, more hands technical, on. Hands on. They're willing to take risks. But the, the majority of the CISOs out there And th- this is not judgment. I actually I, I have a lot of respect and a lot of <laughs> fear for that position. So they would like to be able to explain in a rational way why they got breached. And if they need to say, listen, I put Ort, tiny brand, tiny company, unknown as my sole gate to my organization, it's hard position to defend it to a board if I get popped. If I say I used Cisco firewalls and I used CrowdStrike uh, and, and so Okta and exactly. all the, the big names, exactly. you have a strong stack. You have a strong stack. You say I put the best, the best in, in class, best in brand security stack, but still they got over it. It's really easy for the, the board to recognize this. And I can tell you that as somebody that built a startup inside Cisco, We had big companies. We had like really big companies that were using us, big construction companies. But when a, a specific sporting goods company with a swoosh came in and tried our product, all the executives were excited because everybody knew who they were. They had a third of a large construction company here in Massachusetts that's huge. It had like 5,000 firewalls and t- 10 times the size of the contract. But the swoosh got everybody excited. Of so, course. Because it's a brand. And people, it's a brand. And you want to serve the brand. You want to serve the brand. You, you're you, not that excited in selling to a construction company. To a construction company that, that has no name. That has no name. Exactly. 
That's the thing. Brands makes us excited. They make us think about it. It, it. It's like we feel that we can relate to them. And that's why it's important to build a brand and to make it unique. Oh, we're still not done. But that's our brand. <laughs> <laughs> that's called Audible Brand. Yes. Um, now, what the thing is, there's this country singer called Arlo Guthrie. And in the start of the city of New Orleans, a very known song, he kind of rants on and on and on about the fact that everybody comes to him and says that they know how to sing a song and how to build a song and how to write a song. He says, nobody knows how to do this. Even I don't. And I get the feeling with brands, it's the same thing. Everybody's sure that they know how to build a brand and how easy it is. And you can do this tomorrow morning. So can you walk us with a few sentences? How expensive <laughs> it is. To build a brand. How, so, how expensive was it for Pampers? Like the joke, uh, when I made the Pampers joke, producer Dave here cracked up because everybody knows what Pampers is. Everybody even knows that Pampers are in the back of the store because everybody wants you to go to the back of the store to buy all the beer on the way. So that's how. It's a lost leader. Exactly. So everybody, everybody knows the Pampers brand. How expensive it is to build a, a brand like Pampers. So let's. Take one step back before the, you actually spend money to make the brand known. I think there is something that people kind of like, oh, I'm going to put a logo and I'm going to spend a ton of money to make everybody know what the name of my company. Before that, I, there is building the characteristics around the brand. What's, what is it like? Brand are like human beings. They, the, you want them to stand for something. You want people to, to visualize them, to, to think they're good, they're bad, they're funny. They're, there is, I will attach it to the post when we post this. There is what is called the brand will, will with my wheel. Yeah, sorry, my Israeli accent. Yes. I cannot <laughs> make the difference between an I and a double E. Base a circle. <laughs> <laughs> if you think about it, it, it has what is the archetype of your, your brand. Is it a smart consultant? Is it the know-it-all? Is it the tech geek? Me. Think about brands that you know. What's Apple versus a Microsoft. Yeah, Maybe yeah, Microsoft the, the Mac doesn't and PC. have. No, but but like when you say Apple, like it's it's kind of a know it all, tech clean, like they know it all. Like you don't come and ask them, you just go with them because they, they know it all. Maybe Microsoft is a little bit I don't know if they have a Bill. strong not sure they have a strong brand attribute. What's Disney? It's magic. It's it's story. Brands have this kind of presence characteristic. So I think the first thing before you spend money on creating your logo and getting a, like you really decide what do you stand for and want to stand for. That's your voice. That's your promise. Then there is something that is really important that uh, people forget to build. In PNG, we called it the RTB, the reason to believe. The the what is the promise? For example, pumpers, it is always going to have superior dryness because of that. You'll get a benefit of longer nights slept by your kid. This is where he develops, so better for his development, better for you, the parent, being happy. So it's all start with. A superior product, dryer, 
Why is it drier? Because there is the RTB, the reason to believe. Why? Because there is a superior technology of the gel inside and the layers of the blah, 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 everything we talk about in technology. We only talk about the reason to believe. We only talk about us being, why are we better? Because we are cloud native, blah, blah, blah. That That is because we are fast to install. We're missing the kind of like next level benefit, easy to install. So you have faster value, you are secured faster. And then because of that, you, Mr. CISO, can sleep at night. You have less bridges. And then there is like the emotional thing. I can be, um, feel successful, have my board like me more. So we need to go through this mindset of, of what is the technological superiority? What is the actual business benefit? Then go into what's the emotional benefit we're giving. And then what's the voice? Is it through a consultative voice? Is it authoritative voice? It's the know-it-all. It's like, we have your back. We're going to help you. We're friendly. We're geeks and techie like your people and going to work hand in hand with them. Each brand needs to make this decision. I think a lot of brands are just organically growing, which is also an option. Like you can become a thing, but anyhow, you shouldn't just go and spend a gazillion dollars of money to make yourself on Super Bowl ad and think, oh, I'm going to be a brand. I mean, I've seen all those startups in the, the few years that we had this boom in the economy, not having a real defined brand, but putting an ad on the expensive uh, time slots in Super Bowl. Cyber reason, just telling it. Just yep. putting an owl on TV, it stands for nothing. Why do you do that? So, yeah, uh, two uh, cents, and I used to work for this company. No, um, so some people uh, claim that that's how they got to the magic quadrant. No, they got to the magic quadrant. I don't know. I, I'm not going to comment about that because okay. I, I have no idea. Magic quadrants <laughs> have their own magic behind magic. it, and it yeah. has nothing to do with, with branding. It okay. has to do with minutia of Gardner. So let's talk for a second about... M&As, because I think this is, again, this is a topic that comes up. This week, last week, the big news was Splunk is being bought by Cisco. Cisco. So your company is no longer the new kid in town. Like you have a bigger, I, I am more s- expensive brother uh, 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 in the partnership. Let's see the deal close. Yeah. Se- second, I am very excited about this. For sure. But So let's put a spin and talk about... The branding aspect. This so is, uh, actually, the M and I've seen companies botch this up, and I've seen companies succeed with this amazingly. The thing that is sad about the botching up is that most of the examples that I can give are basically for, dead and forgotten. So nobody, people will basically scratch their head and say, "Huh, really? This was something?" Because they they eliminated the brand so efficiently a lot of times. But the things that were very successful. So there was a company called Security Dynamics. Producer Dave, do you know what Security Dynamics used to do? I couldn't tell you, no. When Security. I te- <laughs> so they created the, the famous key fobs with the, with the changing numbers. Mm-hmm. And they made money hand over fist. Those and- were the ones where you had to 
the 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 numbers. It was a digital display on yeah. the key fob, yeah. and in yeah. order to get into your computer, yeah, you yeah. had to look at exact. Yeah, I remember exactly. those. Of course, but you'll remember them by the name of the company that they became, RSA Security, because ah, they bought RSA Labs that invented cryptography, but they were not very successful. The, the tokens were amazing. They sold hand over fist. They're still probably sell, selling hand over fist because they're, they're the, they are the things that invest, invented MFA. And Art with a lot of guts, basically said, Security Dynamics is not the brand. RSA Labs is the brand, and they call it RSA Security. And we have the RSA Conference. A whole bunch of us came in to work for RSA. Everybody wanted to be RSA. When EMC bought RSA, they left the RSA brand because the RSA brand was so strong with a bunch of nerds in Cambridge. It's amazing that the conference is, it doesn't belong to RSA anymore, but it's like the brand for exactly. security conferences. Exactly. So that's and, a great, ex- and that's a, great example that's of a, a brand. Great, of somebody that understood that this is a brand yes. and we need to keep the brand. Yeah. And they still have the, the nerds talking on stage and it's worth the brand because this is, because you equate RSA with security. I have another great example in security. There was this company, Bit9. They were an antivirus company in decline. Mm-hmm. And they, they bought a tiny startup, I think at the time, same size as Oort, yeah. called Carbon Black here in Massachusetts. And for a while, they kept Bit9 plus Carbon Black as the name of the company, which is like impossible. And then they did the crazy act at the time, because Bit9 was well-known, had a lot of customers, and customer base was really strong, and they decided to completely remove the Bit9 name as they realized that it had declining brand attribution. The brand attribution was not innovative, was not cool, was not saying the future, and they realized that in a growing market at the time of the EDR market with companies like CrowdStrike emerging, they need a kind of cool kicking name, uh, uh, portray innovation, and they changed the company name to Carbon Black. Uh, at the time, and I was a player in, in the EDR market, there was a bold move. People thought they were crazy, but for a while, that kind of injected energy, success, and like very strong uh, brand appeal around Beat 9, which became Carbon Black. So that was an excellent move. I think it bought them a long time of longevity as a brand for, for something that was declining. Unfortunately, I don't think they're in the same good place that they, they used to be. I think but they got bought by, B, by VMware and uh, went the way of the dodo. Wow. I guess. So so that's a great example. So I I want to say something. Cisco Splunk great acquisition I think. This is like really interesting. Time will tell how what will happen there. I wouldn't remove the Splunk brand. Splunk ha- is a cult. There it has a bunch of followers. It has people that Splunk is part of the job description. They built a career of being in Splunk. People love the t-shirts. People love the brand. It's a strong brand. Don't kill it. Keep them. You kept Duo because it has its brand equity and people love it and know it. And it's a separate brand. It's okay to be a big conglomerate like P&G with a couple of brands. 
that stands for different things. You're big enough, Cisco, to keep a few different brands line. Keep Splunk. That's my two cents. Don't get me hire fired. Me, hire me as your consultant if you want. Lisa, I have a, I have a quick question. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. I have a question for you, Producer Dave here. Were you surprised when HBO Max shortened its name to Max, essentially jettisoning the, the brand HBO? Yeah, that's a good one. I I I just would go with the HBO yeah. instead of HBO Max. We all, we why, all know why? that, right? Yeah. Yeah, why? Yeah. Like right. HBO, they also have this audible sign. Like everybody knows the, 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 the yeah. HBO. HBO is the thing. So if you ask me, HBO I Max think- is not... As known, but they didn't hire me. Uh, Here's here's where I think you guys might be wrong. I'm not saying that this is the right move or not a right move. Here's something that has been challenging for a lot of brands, is that if a brand is identified with something very specific... So there is brand elasticity. I know, I know. But sometimes, I'll give you an example. There's a lot of people that equate HBO with violent TV, with R-rate, with R-rated content. As okay. Sopranos. As yeah. Sopranos, exactly. Yeah. Because some of the, their greatest successes came, Sex from, and the City. came from R-rated content. And as they're trying to compete with Netflix, they are trying to basically make... Be Disney Plus. <laughs> they, they are putting a lot of PG content because you have to... It's really hard to justify... Our, our only content. Yeah. And the same thing would be in terms of security. So, for example, RSA, the, the strong brand, for the longest time was equated only to multi-factor authentication because everybody recognizes the token and remembers the token. No, when, when we try to launch different products like access control and other things, people didn't, they didn't think of us when they wanted to buy this. They, they basically said, oh, you, you have that. We didn't know that. Success is kind of like <laughs> pigeonhole. Yeah, yeah. So, this, uh, yeah. so this is yeah. so. Actually, producer Dave asked a very important question of uh, how do you get out of being pigeonholed in the brand? Can can the brand pigeonhole you? And what do you do? Uh, you mentioned brand elasticity. Do we need to work on brand elasticity versus creating a different brand? Because yeah. I think that the the max is a mistake as well, out of the fact that they were trying to be able to grow into out of their their R-rated brand? I mean, there is the question here, um, is can they have two different brands, keep the HBO brand as the R-rated one as, and have Max as the family subscription? Maybe maybe that makes sense. It, it's like if you think about it, there are those kind of tiers of brands and, and P&G is the, the one that kind of invented it. Different brands for different sub-segments of the market. If you think about it, they have... Head and shoulders shampoos, they have Pantene shampoos, they have herbal essences and a bunch of other Aussies, a bunch Olay. of other, um, uh, Olay skincare. Uh, don't confuse <laughs> it. Uh, the, the idea is Pantene, Pantene is a little bit more prestige, is about outcome. Head and shoulders is the kind of uh, cosmeceutical, uh, of, uh, almost pharmaceutical for a real problem of dandruff. And then uh, uh, herbal essence is, is just for those that care about smell, and like fruity experience, flor- floral sense. So it's for different buyers 
that have, they care about different things when they go and buy a product and they created different product lines to address it because having one product line will not address the different consumer types. So maybe what HBO needed to do is like have, keep HBO as the bad kid in the box, the, the one that is for adults with R-rated contact and Max is the family Disney Plus kind of. So there is no easy answer. Sometimes it is better to create two different brands. It's more expensive to support two different brands. But if it is for very defined different audiences, you'd better do this because then the brand is a different thing. If we're talking about two different audiences with two different promises, have two separate brands. But is it cheap, expensive? Expensive for sure. But now, you want to have a bigger market share of the pie. So, but what about what you, you mentioned? you can have a bigger one. A P&G wants to have, let's say, 50% of the shampoo uh, um, market share. They cannot have it with just one product. They have to have multiple brands to achieve that. It's not that expensive because at the end of the day, it's a similar chassis of a product with a little bit different formulation to create the promise. But manufacturing-wise, supply chain-wise, they already created the infrastructure to support it. Brand-wise, advertising-wise, it's expensive. You need to support different brands. Now, if on the security side, yep. you mentioned brand elasticity. If I am a company that deals and I own a segment of the market, keeping the brand to go to an adjacency or not to go to an adjacency, especially, especially with adjacencies, like the way that Nike did a very good job of, they started off with running. Remember when we saw the Air Jordan movie, they want to break in to basketball and now Nike is the strongest. It used to be a weak brand in basketball and now it's the biggest brand in basketball. But at the same time, they also have the streetwear brand with Converse and whatever. Yeah. But, uh -huh. but yeah. if I want to go into an adjacency, is it easier with a newer brand? Is it easier with creating a new brand? I think specifically in security that the problem is mind share of the buyer and the level of the unbelievable level of noise that we have in the market. So adding more complexity with additional brand with a separate brand story is tough. This is why it's so tough for all of us startups to build a brand because it's hard to differentiate. There's so much noise, attention span. We are all fighting for attention span, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would lean towards brand elasticity and trying to make the brand more like CrowdStrike moving from not just being an endpoint company to being like we secure it all yeah. across cloud, endpoint, services, whatever, they already have a strong brand and I think they can do it. That's what they're saying, that they're where the workload is. Yeah. Yeah. Is it successful? It takes time. I think still, the, the, as you said with RSA, people recognize you with what you were born with. Usually it's hard to expand. The Cisco case is a little bit different because the huge brand and it's hard to recognize them with something specific and and if anything what cisco stands for is network and not security so to branch into security they might need to have 
a brand like Splunk. If anything, maybe they should consider using the Splunk brand as the overall security brand now. I'm not, and, I'm not speculating and I'm not doing that. You really want yeah, yeah, you're I'm really a, trying to get me fired here. It's me. You just attribute it to my ideas and no, 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 not no, no, to no. anyone else. But yeah, I mean, again, easier and reducing complexity in the market and having one thing in mind, telling a person, we're Cisco. This is where CrowdStrike. This is what we do. And having people have a mental view of what those companies do. Expand it if you don't own that. Yep. That's what I want to say. If you are not owning the uh, kind of like mental uh, attribution that you want to own, then consider expanding. Yeah, I liked, by the way, and I think this is where we should probably sign off on, is the 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 first thing that comes to mind. Because there's also another thing that you think of when you think of brands, and that's when you think of a certain brand, is this a positive thought or a negative thought? Absolutely. That's because, the most important thing. Because positive that, brand attribution. Th- that's the thing that I, I think is the most important when people think in brands and security. Mm-hmm. Because there are brands that immediately cause you a visceral reaction. There, there are brands that, like CA. They're immediately associated with price gouging. And basically... I don't know. Is that what people associate them? Yes. They, they associate them with price gouging with always kind of... And if you have a positive brand that people like or at least think positive things on, that's a harder thing to change than inventing a new brand or brand elasticity. And I think with that, I think we can probably sign off unless any more words of wisdom about brands. No, I wish that all the marketeers listening to us, anyone that has comments, I'd love to get into a conversation about the importance of branding and what's good and what's not good in branding and in tech industry and security industry in general. I learned a ton from working for consumer goods. Like it's, it's, they invented branding and I feel fortunate to come with this knowledge and I want to see more branding. It's great. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for bringing the topic. Awesome. Well, uh, this is the DDN Lital show for today. If you like our show, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Please share us with your friends. And if your company would like to sponsor us, we're looking for sponsors. So appreciate that. Uh, we are here weekly. See you next week. See you next week. Go Bruins. Bye-bye.